When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white, nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Previously, in Series 3, Episode 2, Joe tucks a sick brother into bed and goes downstairs to chant for help. Iki arrives, and they decide to travel Jeffrey to Aunt Pepper in the village. He needs special medicine only found under the Pacific Ocean, made by the clan people. While preparations are in full swing, they realize that Band-Aid, Joe's dog, is missing. A lost dog, a sick brother, what else could happen? Eventually, they arrived at the creek. Joe had her bathers on, so she was ready to jump right in when Aunt Pepper stopped her. No! Joe, you don't jump into the creek. You travel into the town of the clam people. But don't we at least swim out to the ocean? I was looking forward to the swim. (laughs) I don't imagine you'd be able to swim too far. The ocean is a real journey away, and your arms and legs would get too tired. We have a more civilised type of travelling spell, so all we have to do is hold hands and chant a sea shanty. Then everything will go swimmingly, as they say. The shanty was sung, and slowly, Jo found herself under the water, heading for the open sea. She could not feel the water on her body, and she could breathe as if she were on land. This was the most amazing experience! Look, Joe, there's the reef ahead. Soon you'll experience the most wondrous world of all, the underwater paradise of the coral reef. Don't like this experience. Think it's best left to the damn fishes. I like it on the top of the water, where I can fish without getting too close to the blighters. They're all slimy and smelly and not to mention wet. You think everything is smelly, so stop complaining and keep on swimming. We're not swimming, I tell you. We're sea travelling, and don't you forget it. I have a joke for you, Iki, and it will cheer you up. What did the Pacific Ocean say to the Atlantic Ocean? Now you want to tell me a stupid joke about water, and I am so scared about it all. Okay, what is the answer as I don't slip it down snow? Nothing. It just waved. Get it? (laughs) Pretty good answer if you ask me. (laughs) 
Oh, it's going to be a very, very long trip if you ask me. The reef is awesome and so beautiful. I can't believe I'm actually here. Did you know, Joe, that the coral reefs are absolutely unique? Their inhabitants create and maintain major geological features of the Earth. Look, Aunt Pepper. There are colours in every hue. It is dazzling my eyes. Oh dear, you haven't seen anything yet. Look at all the life. You would never have believed that so many different types lived under the ocean. Gosh, Aunt Pepper, the colours are unbelievable. And the bubbles are like silver stars dancing in an indigo sky. All the fish are so pretty and luminous. And the seaweed is patented all sorts of shapes and sizes. Stunningly beautiful. There is such an abundance and diversity of creatures. That's why we need to keep the oceans clean and healthy. Aunt Pepper, do you think we will be able to save the oceans before our world pollutes them out of life? I feel that if we can promote a clean earth, we can change people into being careful and mindful of our underwater environment. The anemones are absolutely spectacular. And look, there are tiny little fish living inside of them. Just as they were looking around at everything, one of the gulp of waters shrieked with fright. A huge tiger shark swam close beside him. Joe laughed as the creature nearly fainted. Don't worry, you're protected by the underwater travelling spell. They can't see you unless you want them to. Gosh, I nearly laid an egg. He's such a big fellow. Enjoy the beautiful experience, Joe. We're nearly at the town of the clam people. Shimmering in the beautiful blue ocean, a huge school of fish dashed past, eager to grab some plankton for their lunch. Joe was excited. There seemed to be all kinds of amazing things to look at. She turned around and looked towards the other creatures following in the party. To her surprise, she witnessed a huge jellyfish gracefully swimming along. He was a giant. Oh, goodness. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Half of the fish and creatures look like they're from a different planet. And the sea sponges are so unique and beautiful. Red, pink, green and gold in colour. Nobody would believe me if I told them of their beauty. You describe the ocean in such flowery language. It must be the author in you, Joe. It's been such a long time since I've read anything you've written. I hope there is an amazing story after this journey. Oh, wow. I never thought about writing a story about this. That's a great idea for my next school essay. They reached the coral town of the clam people, and to Joe's surprise, the clam people weren't clams at all, but water baby-type people. They were so cute, green in colour, with sparkling red, yellow and orange, and silver longish hair. Their faces were cupid-like, and they had all webbed feet and hands. The king of the clam people came out to welcome Aunt Pepper and held out his hand in friendship. Pepper beamed with delight as she had never been into the kingdom of the clam people and the king was very handsome. I guess you received our message. We have a dog that is sick and loved. Well, yes, it seems that you have found my niece's dog, Band-Aid. But I wonder why you brought him here under the ocean instead of bringing him to our village. That is a fair question. You see, he was in a terrible mess 
and needed some of our tonic to clear his chest. We've been experimenting with all sorts of medicines made out of ocean plant life. We felt that it would be a good idea to try them out on the dog. Do you mean you used the dog to experiment with? I don't think that was a fair thing to do. What if he died from the tonic? Don't get cranky with me, Peppa. Remember, it was better to try to heal him than leave him to die by the side of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. He's been healed, as we suspected he would be. For once in Joe's life, she saw her aunt stumped for words. She couldn't argue with the king. After all, the dog was healed, or so he had said. Pepper was eager to see Band-Aid for herself, but the king insisted that refreshments were needed after their journey. They were led into a huge clamshell palace where the king's servants had silver trays laden with food of all sorts. The food looked quite weird, but it was, after all, seafood from deep under the ocean. There were scallops and shellfish that they had never seen before. Joe was fascinated with the seaweed and worm type of dishes. Eki looked at Joe in disgust, but managed to put a worm or two into her mouth. Don't like them much, but the king might get cranky and eat us for dinner if we don't eat up. Stop being so dramatic. He won't eat us. He'll just lock us up in a clam dungeon. <laughs> Aunt Pepper managed to get into a conversation about the coral reefs, so everybody sat down to listen to the king. He explained that the coral reefs were the most biologically diverse marine ecosystems on Earth. He explained that the corals grow over geologic time and have been in existence for about 200 million years. The bunyip would know all about them as he is hundreds of years old. Shh! Don't talk when the king's explaining everything. You know the dungeon will be cold and dark. Eki poked her tongue out at Joe and folded her arms together in a type of hissy fit. The king continued. Corals reached their current level of diversity 50 million years ago. Who cares? He's using big words and I can't understand him. He is a smelly, stupid-looking king. Stop calling people stupid. It's not a nice thing to do. And anyway, if you would just shut up for a minute, you might learn something. I don't want to learn something. I know all I want to know. And that is a slurp-it-downs fact. Why do you have to be so difficult? If Aunt Peppy hears you, we'll be in big trouble. So be quiet. The king looked up and stopped talking. Joe gulped. There was a huge lump appearing in her throat. What was I saying? The marine environment is delicately balanced and it relies on the interaction of hard and soft corals, snails, anemones, and also turtles, dolphins, crabs, etc., etc. I'll give him etc., etc. I just want to go home. And if I wanted a lecture on water stuff, I would have asked my Slurperdown's teacher to tell me, smelly king. Shall I continue and tell you about all the diseases the coral has to put up with? And then there are the terrible effects of the humans on our world. It is really very interesting, I do think. By this time, Pepper was fast asleep, snoring her head off, which only made the king furious. 
Joe nudged her aunt to try to wake her. Let me wake her, Joe. I'm good at making noise. That's for sure. Wake up! It's time to go! Aunt Pepper woke up with such a start that she fell off her chair and landed bum first onto a lobster. Ouch! The lobster lashed out with his pincers and Pepper's bottom got the biggest pinch. Ouch! That hurt! What on earth is going on? You fell asleep and nearly got us all thrown in the dungeon. That's what's going on. What? A dungeon? That's the problem with the clam people. They are too sensitive. Don't listen to Iki. We weren't going to be put into a dungeon. I just scared her with the thought to shut her up. Oh, goodness. Did I fall asleep? The king will think I'm so rude. But he does go on a bit. How are we going to escape from him? If somebody doesn't do something soon, we'll be stuck here for another hour or two listening to more lectures about the ocean and its creatures. Let's think... I'm really good at causing trouble. Perhaps we can set fire to his books on environmental stuff. That'll make him move. Very funny, but I don't think that's a good idea. And anyhow, you don't go around setting things on fire. It's not only dangerous, but a very foolish thing to do. People can get into big trouble for doing stuff like that. You could even be put away in the king's dungeon for a crime like that. Please, Joe's. Stop talking about the dungeons, it creeps me out. Just think how funny it'll be to see the king panic. He would stop his constant talking, wouldn't he? Okay, you two, stop teasing and talking rubbish, if you don't mind. We really need a plan to get him to show us the damn dog. After all, that's what we're here for. The king really was a huge pain, but he was passionate about the ocean. Pepper interrupted the king and asked if it would be possible to see Band-Aid. The king was not too pleased because he was on a roll and loved to talk. He agreed to take them to the clam hospital so they could see him. The hospital was a beautiful pink-coloured clam with mother-of-pearl walls and shiny floors. They walked through dozens of halls full of pictures of the king's family. It seemed that the king liked to remind all his subjects that he was the king. He was a very vain man and used the fact that he was terribly handsome to control everyone. Clam girls would turn pink-faced and swoon as he walked past. The king would flick his beautiful long silver hair and stick his chest out smiling at all the girls. He was not married, but eventually his bachelor days would be over. He would need to marry soon enough and have a family. Unfortunately, any girl interested would be in competition with the king's love for himself. As they walked down the many halls, the king would constantly look at himself, admiring his good looks in anything that would throw back his reflection. Look at how the smelly king admires himself as we walk along. It makes me sick. How could anyone be so in love with themselves? I think he is vain, but if you speak of it, we'll be in big trouble, so pipe down. (laughs) Well, let's be honest, he really is a bit of a dish. Don't tell me you're getting silly with his charm. What is that? With girl-type people around here. Every girl thinks he's a totally fancy, handsome and pant. And altogether awesome. I can't see what all the fuss is about. I think he is a smelly pain in the butt. Jo looked at her aunt. 
A few moments ago, she was admitting that he was a pain. Now, for some reason, she was swooning at his good looks. Something was terribly wrong, and Joe was worried what might happen next. At last, they arrived at the ward where Band Aid was resting. The dog did look unwell, but the clam nurses all agreed that he was much better. Band Aid jumped up with excitement when he saw Joe. It had been a very traumatic time for the little fellow. Can we take him home now? I'm eager to get home and see how my brother is doing. He was poisoned by the green sludge too. And I hope by now he's on the road to a full recovery. The king was standing in the corner of the ward, smiling and flirting with Pepper. <laughs> Seems she was also flirting. Something was definitely wrong. Joe, I think Peppy is under some kind of spell. She is acting very weird. If we don't do something very soon, we will be stuck here until she snaps out of it. And that could be years. How can we break the spell? I mean, it must be a spell for her to act so out of character. There should be somebody here who can help us get Peppy away from the king. Iki looked worried. She had never seen Peppy act this way, and in the bottom of her stomach, she felt that something was about to go terribly awry. My dear Peppy, I would love it if you would stay with me for a while. It's been many years since somebody as beautiful as you honored us with their presence. Oh dear, he really is coming on with the charm. Yuck, makes me hate him more. In the first place, you don't hate anybody. And in the second place, you're right. We need to get her away from him quick, smart. Joe, you're actually saying that Iki, me of course, is right. Do you think the smelly king is up to something? I mean, he is supposed to be very kind, but something doesn't seem right. Do you think he will try to keep us here forever and turn us into watery slaves? I don't know what he is up to, but I think your imagination is running away from you. Why would he need us as his slaves? As he already seems to have enough around. Look how everybody jumps as he gives orders. I really think he needs to be taught a lesson. You need to respect others, not treat them like they don't matter. Iki looked at Joe. She had thought of a good plan to get Peppy away from the king. Iki was good at being annoying, and that was what she was going to do. Iki thought of a slurp it down's clever way quite quickly. If the king couldn't see himself reflected in anything, then it would drive him crazy. So the plan was to make up a spell that caused the king's reflection to disappear. Every time he tried to look at himself, he would see nothing, and after a while, he would surely panic. Maybe that would break the spell and turn him into an ordinary king. The gulper waters and slurper downs creatures were called together, and Iki explained what had happened. They had been left in the banquet hall, stuffing their mouths with the king's food. Now they were needed to cook up a chant so that they could all escape the king and take Band Aid home. We can't make up a spell to get rid of his reflection. That's too hard. I know a chant that will cause us to travel home quick, smart. No, you don't. I know a chant that can fly us home quick, smart. The trouble with you, dear Slapper. Is that you think you know everything, and you don't? Stop your arguing. We really need to go home. So think of a clever chant. 
I think it should go like this. Peppy is in a mess. Her head is spinning around, and she is not at her best. The King of Calm has mesmerized her into a stew, and we need her to snap out of it, or we will be in the poo. No, it should go like this. The King is vain and up to no good. Pepe is in a trance and not thinking like she should. We need to break the spell and travel home before Pepe stays down here and leaves us all alone. Oh, gosh. Do you think he really wants to marry Pepe? I don't think she would like to live under the ocean for the rest of her life. Iki, Pepe is much too old for the Clan King, and I really think he's not interested in marrying her. Anyhow, she's already married to Waldo. I wish he was here and not in London. I think that there is some kind of trance spell that follows the king around, making all the females under the ocean fall in love with him. Do you think the king knows that he is bewitched? He seems to be having a great time with all the females giving him heaps of attention. Iki, I don't think he has a clue. He just thinks all the females in his kingdom think he is great. The trouble is... He is too vain to realise that something could be up. Should we escape this underwater nightmare or stay and find a way to release the king from his enchantment? That is the question. Let's go home. The king is okay. In fact, he loves all the attention. If we stay and take the spell off him, he may turn into a beast. I read a story about a prince that had an enchantment on him and he stayed a beast until his true love gave him a kiss. Isn't that yucky? Too mushy for my liking. That's it! If the king finds his true love, maybe the spell will disappear and he will live a normal life. We just have to find some kind of watery princess for the king. His true love. Oh, for goodness sake... All of that's just in fairy stories. It's not in real life, Joe. Get yourself together. Sometimes we have to dream about the impossible. That's what makes life worthwhile. The king deserves to live a normal life, and all of his subjects would be glad of the difference in him. Especially the male clan people. It must be hard to see all the females in the town chasing after the king. I still think we should make his reflection disappear. (laughs) That would drive him crazy. We have a great joke to cheer everybody up. It looks like everybody's confused as to what to do. Okay, what's the joke? What is the soft stuff between shark's teeth? I hope this joke isn't too gross. Just let me say the joke. Then you can judge if you think it's yucky, okay? Let me start again. What is the soft stuff between shark's teeth? None of you will know. So I'll just tell you, the answer is slow swimmers. That is terrible. I just don't know where you both get these jokes. Maybe if the joke was in bad taste, but it took your mind off the Romeo King, didn't it? Well, maybe I should think up a better joke. You two are stupid and smelly. Iki, (laughs) how many times do I tell you not to call people stupid? It's not the thing to do. Well, I do have a better joke because I'm brilliant for a Slurp Down's child. Here it is. 
What do you do when you meet a very large and, by the way, scary and, by the way, cranky Australian shark? There are so many by the ways in your joke that I am totally confused. <laughs> If you're going to tell jokes, make it easy to understand. Okay. Just shut up and let me give you the most brilliant answer because I'm brilliant at making up jokes. Okay. The answer is, and of course you two aren't smart enough to understand it, go to pieces. That's a very good joke. It's not as gross as the last one. Well done. Now, let's get back to the problem of the king and Aunt Pepper. We really need to fix this one up. Everybody is thinking too much. Let's grab the dog and just travel home. By the time we get there, Pepe will have snapped out of the trance. You're all worrying too much about nothing. In fact, I think it's funny watching Pepe act all gaily. The king will find his true love one day, and the spell will be broken. Why worry about his problem? That's not the point. Everybody deserves help sometimes. I'd rather tell stupid jokes and go home, and that's a slurp-a-down's fact. He is just a smelly king. The ocean was becoming rough, and the sand seemed to stir up, causing a cloud to cover all the creatures. Yuki started to sneeze, and everybody panicked as if something terrible was about to happen. And terrible it was, as the ocean floor started to shake, and cracks began to appear. There was shrieking and yelling, and all the creatures tried to run for their lives. Was this some kind of underground earthquake? The water had been beautifully clear, and now it was mixed up with seaweed swirling and pieces of sharp coral propelling dangerously over their heads. They seemed to be drifting away at a fast pace, being pushed along the ocean floor. Then all of a sudden, it became calm. Oh dear, we better find Peppy and Band-Aid and get out of here. Are you okay, Iki? Is everybody okay? There was no answer, and when Jo turned around, her friends had gone. Everybody had disappeared from sight. Only a few fish were around. The majority seemed to have vanished. In front of Jo was a huge cavern. The ground had swallowed all the creatures and Iki up. Oh my goodness. It's as if they've all gone to a watery grave. But this can't be true. They have to be all right. Do I climb down into the cavern to see if they are okay? Or would it be best to go to the clam palace and see if I can get some help? The adventure under the ocean had now become a nightmare. When I was a little girl... You have just been listening to the mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales based on the children's book by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susan-pease.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-P-E-A-S-E.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next magical instalment of the mysteries of Corkupper Ripple Creek. Listen, enjoy and learn tips on saving the planet. That is a Slurp It Downs and Gulp of Waters fact. This has been a Corky's Group production, 2023. All rights reserved. We'll see you.